The Social Introvert. Ninjas need to leave anime in 2022 respectfully. Tired of seeing grown men talk about Japanese cartoons, especially when you go over a ninja house and he got a Goku poster on his wall and Naruto toys on his dresser. No, we're not doing that. What we're not going to do is slander the anime nerds. We're not doing that, sis. Not on my watch. You like them hoodlums with the ops on the block? Cool. But you want to leave the anime nerds alone. I'm taking this personally. I've had the best experiences with the anime nerds. They also put me on to a lot of cool shit. I even had one that snatched my soul out my loins. So we're not going to get at the nerds, sis. We're not doing that. They're here to say. said, yes, of course. They're trying to block my blessings. That's why I be praising the Lord. These girls only see perfection. I need someone who sees my flaws. I ain't worried about getting her pregnant. Cause I never be hitting it raw. I'm not popping this shit for sport. It's MOB till I rest the corpse. Back on my funds was insufficient. But I won't stop till I'm up in Forbes. It's been years since I made me a walk. But my phone's still ringing with calls. It's been years since I hit that. And she's still going through withdrawals. Testing, testing. When it come to a nigga like me, gotta count your blessings. Let's Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Social Introvert Podcast. I'm your host, Sid Davis. This is episode 469. You can find the show exclusively on bynkradio.net forward slash podcast, as well as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you can get podcasts. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Davis. I also have other social media handles as well. The Instagram podcast page is at the social introvert podcast. Twitter is at social intro pod. Send your thoughts. You got any questions? If you need any advice, it could be about anything. Do not hesitate. Uh, If you want to send me recommendations regarding anime movies or anything like foreign films or TV shows or movies could be anything, man. I'm trying to be more open with these CW shows because the only show that I'm really watching is Superman and Lois. This season's villain is Bruno Mannheim and Bruno, it, it, man, it, it's got me excited. And better yet, Chad Coleman from The Wire is the main villain. So I'm tuning in already. I, you had me at Chad Coleman, uh, a.k.a. Cuddy from the wire so the wire is one of my favorite shows and to me is one of the best written shows ever probably one of the greatest shows ever made i don't know i know a lot of people will try to argue and say damn it's breaking bad but i like breaking bad but i there's not too many shows out here that i think could run with the wire or oz oz is another show and i know i'm, I'm going way back with oz and at that time, I was way too damn young to be watching Oz, but it was such a well-written show and entertaining as fuck that <laughs> I could help myself. My mom didn't even care. I was watching New York Undercover as a child, so it, I was I was I was a peculiar. I'm not gonna say weird. I was a peculiar individual growing up. I'll just say that. I just, you know, I I don't know. Uh, Oz and The Wire are one of the best written shows, or some of the best written shows ever. I put billions right after those two. And there, there's a few more that, that I can squeeze in there as well. But anyway, let's get away from that to this Jonathan Majors situation. And I just want to start off by saying that I think Marvel got a little jealous of how DC was treating Ezra Miller and wanted to have their 
own version of Ezra Miller. Now, I just had to throw that in there. and I'm not here to joke on Jonathan Majors. I saw that alert. I got the same alert, just like everybody. I just chilled out. I was like, oh, okay. It's just weird how this dude is just blowing up out of nowhere. The first, like I've noticed him in other things, but the one movie that I took notice was The Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's a great movie. And I'm like, okay, cool. You know, this Jonathan Majors dude is, is a great actor. Lovecraft Country, of course. And among other things, too, you know, he's the big bad in Creed 3. He's the big bad in Ant-Man and the Wasp. This dude is everywhere. And all of a sudden, people just jump down his throat. Just, oh, he's so violent. He's an angry black man and, and all of that shit. Just, and there's been a couple months that have passed where people sat and made fun of his physical features. And quite ironic that Jonathan Majors as... Kang the Conqueror or one of the variants of Kang on the season finale of Loki he alludes to that it's very subtle but you pay attention he alludes to some of his physical features if you listen to the dialogue very carefully but they they make fun of his physical features uh they they say oh man he looks like one of them old something about I know there was a joke on Twitter some girl making about him being like look like one of them old buff slaves or some, some wild shit i forgot what it was i know i can't think of it right now i wish i had the tweet or screenshot it in front of me but it was some it was some strange shit and in the comments below that uh basically it was a bunch of women just kind of agreeing with it and riding with it and i'm like this is odd and then there's some pictures that come out of jonathan majors you hear a lot of people call him, oh, he looks too feminine, and why is he posing that way, and why is his lips looking that way, uh, looks like Marvel fagged him up, and just a whole bunch of just unnecessary comments about this man, and I never said anything, I just like, I like the guy, I think he's dope, I think, I, I've always thought that he was a dope person, and just to see him blow up, I'm like, okay, cool, this black man's blowing up, Bam, here we go. What's next for Jonathan Majors? And this comes out. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. Now, recent reports have come out saying that he was the one that, in fact, called the police. And when they arrived, his girlfriend recanted her statements of whatever he did about him abusing her, strangling her, what have you. She recanted her statements. But uh, everyone seems to ignore that. And it's just going along with the other report that's also come out saying that his team of lawyers have denied the rumors of him abusing his girlfriend and strangling her and whatever. And I'm like, okay, why are y'all still pushing that forward? And it's a bunch of you YouTube idiots and these people on social media that continue to push this story and ignore the fact that he was the one who called the police over this situation. And when they arrived... She recanted her statement on what happened. Now, who knows? Maybe this did happen. But we're rolling with the fact that she did recant her statement. He was the one that called the police over the, the BS that was going on. And it looks like he was the one. He didn't want any parts. He just, hey, leave me out of it. I just want to be left alone. I didn't do anything wrong. Quite strange when this Ezra Miller story popped up. You saw it. We saw it. I mean, it was 
amongst the lines. Some of the same well, not some of the same people, but a lot of people were saying, oh, my God, he's such a terrible person. But seemed like nothing was being done. And Warner Brothers had his back and shit like that. And then we get this Jonathan Major situation and some of these people who happen, probably some of the same fans and shit and, and other fans alike who want him. Oh, we, we can easily replace Kang the Conqueror and whatever. I, I don't know, man. This is odd to me. On top of the fact that we had numerous stories of these NFL players, white guys attacking their black girlfriends, nearly killing them. There, I remember one in particular. And that shit was swept under the rug. Nobody said anything about it. But yeah, uh, Jonathan Majors, apparently, to a lot of you, is a monster. And I just, <laughs> we, we, have the, we have the details of him calling the police. And, and apparently the camera footage that's also proving his innocence. But yeah, we're, we're still going to run with the story that he's a monster. Oh, he's black. Let's get rid of him. Let's get him the fuck out of here. And. I'm tired of seeing niggers run the show. So yeah, uh, that <laughs> that's really what it is at the end of the day. I'm not about to sugarcoat this shit. They don't want this man to be blowing up like he is. And y'all can sit there and say, oh, stop it with your conspiracy theories. You sound like an idiot. But I, I don't know, man. It's my, my, my gut feeling, my intuition is telling me a little different. My intuition has not proven me wrong yet. That's all I want to say. But with that being said, I just want to say, Jonathan Majors, keep your head up. Still in support of Jonathan Majors. I'm not the biggest Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania fan, but it was kind of cool seeing him get that push as being the villain in that movie. And then and it followed up with him being the villain in Creed 3. Creed 3 was cool too, but it was cool just to see him as a villain in that movie as well. Um and I, I just hope that he doesn't get phased by this. I, I hope this doesn't knock him down. I don't want him to see get blackballed. I just, I, I don't know. It just bothers me how this dude just blew up and the, you know, the, the most talked about man in Hollywood right now when it comes to these films. And he's he's in two major films of this year, that at the first quarter of this year. And now this comes out. It just, it feels away. I don't know. But keep your head up, Jonathan Majors. Uh, and we'll see what comes of this, man. I just, I don't want to see this man get knocked down. I mean, he's getting knocked down already by the media. You already know how they do. But anyway, let's let's move on to some new music. So that song that you heard in the beginning was 4416 by Jazz Cartier. Um, I'm ready for him to drop another project. I like Floreva. I I like a couple of his projects, like Hotel Paranoia, Floreva. Uh, if you are an avid listener of the Social Introvert Podcast, you've probably heard me speak about this project, or Floreva, uh, more than a few times. You probably heard me and Cole Jackson of government name gloat about Floreva and how it's probably, I would say, his best work yet. Um then he dropped another album right after Floreva. It was it took him a while. The album's okay, but it wasn't it it wasn't on the level of the Floreva album. I it was I don't know. But this is the new single 
and I'm liking it. I'm feeling it. Hopefully, this is gearing up for him to drop a new EP or or an album. But yeah, the next song that I'm getting ready to play is an upcoming project from Larry June and the Alchemist called The Great Escape. And I, oh man, I can't wait. I thought this was going to be like an EP, maybe six or seven songs, but I think it's 15 songs. I think, I think we're getting 15 songs from these two and I can't wait, man. I really can't wait. It drops this Friday. Uh, one of the brand new singles out right now, or that just dropped is titled Porsches in Spanish. Check it out. Hey, the social introvert. Don't, this shit don't be calling my motherfucking phone, is it? <laughs> In the dope panel, just trying to make it home. Wow. Then you touch down safe, they find out your nigga gone. Yeah. Son, two years old, still clutching on this pole. They hit my spot out of Antioch. I'm tucked at the Marriott. Put it in the Yish name. Tuck spot in Brisbane. Fled out to Mexico. Linking up with Jorge. About to make another play. Looking for a better deal. Water with the chlorophyll. Walking through with money feel. And we getting money still. They don't really see the grind. Invested in this shit. Ask David Ali. We copping titles indeed. You just copping the plea. I'm likely to be with something unique. I'm different, I'm sleek. I might cop the crib at Aspen Park the Jeep. We coming with that COD. It's blood in the streets. I'm thinking about these numbers all night. I really can't sleep. My mind calculated at a speed. A thousand degrees. You wouldn't believe all the shit that I seen. I'm stacking it at a faster pace. I got a different style of architecture when I jot these letters. House by the water out the way. Yeah, that number cool, but give me a day. Tomorrow we negotiate. This a transitional movement. Wild to think we did all this shit off music. Is you stupid? Sliding in a V, like Star Trek. Disrespect mine, I'm on your ball cap. Hypnotizing minds like three six. I'm deep in, I keep winning. I won't quit, I don't miss. They so sick, cause I'm it. Understood my position. I got better with time. It's embedded in mind. But take a seat, recline. It's just normal for me. It's not just in my rhymes. I'm looking in Tiburon. Doing walkthroughs with contractors. Making sure my porch don't scrape the parking spot. Once again, that's Porsches in Spanish by Larry June and The Alchemist. Off of the upcoming album, The Great Escape, dropping this Friday. Cannot wait, bro. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm actually supposed to be going out of town next week. Yeah, next week. It was supposed to be this weekend. Um, Actually, whenever I got the message, I was, I don't even think I was awake when I got the message or fully awake. I saw it. Um, I was kind of groggy. And <laughs> they were like, yeah, <laughs> this weekend or something, but miscommunication is next week or next weekend uh, that I'll be going out of town so yeah man I, I can't wait to bump this on the way to my destination I believe let me see how far is how far is Washington to 
to Georgia. Things like seven hours. So yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have a bunch of music and shit where I'm gonna be jamming to, but I really can't wait. I'm, I'm gonna probably spin this album a few times because I'm excited. But anyway, um, oh, before I get to my next point, uh, Sway Universe, Sway in the morning, freestyle, Larry June and the Alchemist. I don't know if it was Larry June that it's probably Larry June that has pushed the Alchemist to rap more, and that's all I ever wanted. But to see the Alchemist freestyle on Sway Universe, I look, I don't want nothing else this Christmas. I got my Christmas present early. Fuck it. I got my birthday present early. Seeing the Alchemist actually freestyle, it got me super excited. And I know it's it's asking probably too much, but I would really like to hear a solo Alchemist album. I've been I've actually always wanted to hear a full solo Alchemist album since the uh the Lord Steppington album with him in evidence. I'm like, yo, Alchemist could really he could really rap. He should, you know, it, it was one of those things or there are those times where I've heard Ninth Wonder rap, and I'm like, you know what, man? I I would really like a Ninth Wonder album, but we're never going to get that. <laughs> so I hope maybe one day, sometime this year maybe, or next year, Alchemist might find himself dropping an EP or an album of his own. I'd love to hear it because that shit was hard. And in the beat that he was rapping on, shout out to Cooking Soul. You give me an album with nothing but cooking soul production and alchemist rapping over it i'm happy or hell even let alchemist produce his own album that'd be great too i, I don't mind that either but yeah uh i went to go see john wick 4 over the weekend and yeah this is one of the best i, I don't know i'd have to watch it again i would say one of the best action movies i've ever seen I thought so the last one part three was 2019 if I'm not mistaken 2019 it was supposed to come out around the same time Matrix Revolutions came out and you know they pushed it back because it was announced that they were going to do a fifth one but they didn't really they didn't want to get too carried away and say no we're just going to have it in one big movie plus we don't want to we don't want to oversaturate the whole John Wick gets out of this situation this time and here, here we go with another situation that he obviously will get out of. They didn't want to just overdo it. So they decided to put it in this three-hour, two-and-a-half, damn near three-hour epic. And my goodness. Scott Adkins, who plays Killer in the movie, is just, he's in a fat suit. I didn't watch any featurette behind the scenes i watched nothing i didn't want to see anything like that i i saw the trailer where um the they showed this this sky view of this open sky view of france or paris paris france and um and they play the nas got yourself a gun that's the trailer i saw where i was like oh shit and i'm like did Scott Atkins gain weight for this role? Like, I thought he pulled some Christian Bale shit. And I'm like, there's no way he's in a fat suit. But it's come out that for people who've watched behind the scenes, they were saying, yeah, he's in a fat suit. So, and plus I was like, he's moving kind of damn quick. 
you know, just you know, for a person in the game, wait for this role. But I don't know. Maybe I was excited in the moment of watching this, or just the after effects of watching John Wick Four. I I didn't care because what I watched was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, we're really this is this is all in one movie from start to finish, from start to think of every gunfight, major fight scene that you really love. And mash it up all together with some actual great storytelling and world building. That is John Wick 4 for three hours. You will not be disappointed. And at first, I wasn't excited about the spinoffs. We're getting a series, I believe, on Peacock called The Continental. Well, that that was one that got me excited, but I'm not I'm not sure yet now. I, I don't know because of the passing of Lance Reddick. Rest in peace to Lance Reddick. Um, man, I, I just, I'm still interested. I want to see what comes from this series, The Continental. So we'll see. Now we're getting a spinoff film from events between John Wick 3 and John Wick 4 titled The Ballerina. I am excited about that. Uh, the girl who plays the ballerina. Well, I believe she was in another movie with Keanu Reeves called knock 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 was kind of crazy <laughs> so the the quick premise is that he is home alone his his wife and children go on his trip and he he's home alone and these two girls arrive at his door and a bunch of fuck shit just transpires from that and that's all i'm giving you just just watch it <laughs> but keanu reeves is the main character uh, in the film, and these two girls, one of the girls, I think she was a blonde. I think she was blonde in the movie, but she's the one who plays the ballerina, um, Anna DeArmas. She's also in Blade Runner 2049. All I'm asking is, y'all don't water this down. It's like the same way with uh, the Purge movies. The Purge movies, I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. And then when the series came out on USA, it took me a minute because I wasn't too sure and I was like, are they going to water this shit down? And apparently I, f- I finally watched both season seasons of The Purge. And arguably the series is way better than the movies. I'm just I'm putting that out there. So, yeah, uh, hopefully the spinoff Ballerina and the other spinoff The Continental are promising. The other news is Lionsgate is demanding a John Wick 5. We... We knew this. It's it's kind of up in the air. If I'm not gonna spoil the movie, go watch John Wick Four. I'm not spoiling a damn thing. It's left up to interpretation, and we'll kind of leave you asking like, okay, well, what happened or what when like I didn't see. You know, there's there's some things that happen that make you question the uh, the finale of John Wick Four. I'll say that. But yeah, that wasn't like some hidden rumor news. Like people knew that rather we were getting that maybe a few years from now or if we weren't getting it, it was it was already edged in stone. Like, OK, we're getting something John Wick after John Wick Four. we don't know if it's going to be a fifth movie. We don't know if it's going to be a prequel to the first John Wick movie, because we know the story of what happens, but it wasn't fully told. 
how he got his freedom to live in a peaceful life with his his wife Helen before she passed due to the illness. We never got told what the illness was, but we can easily get a prequel John Wick film of him going through what he had to go through to gain his his freedom to a peaceful life out of the 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 assassin game, if you will. So go see this movie is excellent. Uh, Donnie Yen as Kane, the blind assassin. This is the second time he's played a blind character. The other one was Star Wars Rogue One, the blind Jedi, which I would like a spinoff movie. (laughs) I still want that blind Jedi movie. And yeah, I would like a Kane spinoff too. That would be cool too. Just to see his origin story. I would love to see that. So I'll say this. They left on a high note. That's all I'm saying. They they left on a huge high note and they can go in any direction. I know we're getting, like I said, the spinoff movie and the spinoff series on Peacock. And hey, I, they solidified themselves. I can wait. I'm chilling. I'm cool. But let's move forward from this. Oh, yeah. I was on Rotten Tomatoes. I watched Megan again. And I give Megan the same score. Uh, that I gave it when I first saw it. I give it a strong six and a half out of ten. The movie is okay. It's it's nothing that's mind blowing. Y'all talk about it like it's mind blowing or oh it's groundbreaking. This is better than Child's Play. Like eh, I don't. <laughs> you mean Child's Play the the reboot or the original Child's Play? And that's kind of hard to. That's kind of a hard take to make. I wouldn't even try to attempt making that, you know, that hot take. Because if you're saying it's better than Child's Play, you're also trying to say that it's better than Child's Play 2, which, nah, no, sir. But anyway, (laughs) I watched Megan again. And I was like, all right, whatever. I get on Rotten Tomatoes. And apparently the, the certified fresh score is higher than the Shawshank Redemption. And now I'm sitting here saying that the the movie industry should have never gotten involved with Rotten Tomatoes because they just say any old damn thing. I, I don't know what the hell. It it has a higher score than the Shawshank Redemption. Maybe I watched the wrong Shawshank Redemption, but that's just me. That's, you know, thinking of my own little world. Let's get into some new music. Uh, there's a brand new single from singer Amaria called Secrets. Check it out. The social introvert. What I take you so long, me to tell you, bring it, come, let me touch you all night. Love when you just sit down and a bubble to the ground, now you're something real tight. Ah, don't tell nobody, can't nobody has to know, baby. I'm in no say I love it, I'ma grab up your trophy. Peace, I fuck your confetti, yeah. Cup on the bed and make me teach ya, baby. You say you love it, I'ma squeeze ya. That you love my little secret, baby. Secret loving, secret fucking. No, you know my no trace on nothing. We just want something, take time to rush it. Slow and grind if it all up or something. Secret loving, secret fucking. Something take time to rush it Slow and grind 
cock it up and give me please. Me make your body scream, stab it out and rub you clean. But soft just like a gun and then me watch you rub it in. You want my rounds, you say me coming like the fuck machine. Oh. Don't tell nobody, can't nobody else to know, baby. Yeah. I'm in no saying love it, I'm grab up your trophy. Once again, that secrets by Amaria. It's a brand new single. It's available on all music streaming platforms. Go check that out. So, I guess it's safe to say that we're the laughing stock of the entire world. We have to be at this point. An Indian scam artist. I'm not going to try to pronounce this man's name. I'm going to screw it up. But apparently, has tricked the U.S. and the U.N. by having a sign-on with a fictitious Islamic nation. And have some of our, our cities become, uh, quote-unquote, sister cities with this nation. And they apparently they don't know how this slipped through the cracks. Please listen to this clip. What started off as a seemingly well-intentioned partnership has turned into a giant embarrassment for the city of Newark. Earlier this year, Mayor Ross Baraka invited what he thought was the Hindu nation of Kailasa to Newark City Hall for a cultural trade agreement. But it turns out Kailasa is no nation at all. It's a fake. Very embarrassing for the city. I truly don't even have words for it. I'm really sorry for the city that they got duped in that way. Though it has a detailed website, Kailasa has no real government. It's the brainchild of Swami Nithyananda, a notorious scam artist and fugitive from India who has been on the run from rape charges since 2019. Whose job was it to do a simple Google search, right? As you said, like, no one in City Hall, not one person did a Google search. So maybe we need a transformation of City Hall because not one person said, let me go on Google and figure out this was a fake city. A few days after the papers were signed, City Council rescinded the agreement. This is an oversight, cannot happen any longer. The New York City Hall insists no money was exchanged in this deal to become sister cities. The mayor's office told us based on the deception, the ceremony was groundless and void. In a statement, City Hall said, although this was a regrettable incident, the city of Newark remains committed to partnering with people from diverse cultures in order to enrich each other with connectivity, support, and mutual respect. So not only was New Jersey one of the cities, but there are 30 different cities that have <laughs> signed on like idiots. Somehow this, this slipped through the cracks and I'm, I'm at a loss for words. I'm trying to see if I can find the cities myself. Let me see. Um, according to this website, let me see what website is the Hindu.com. There are over 30 American cities that have signed a cultural partnership with the fake nation of Kailasa cities from Richmond. Oh, come on, VA. Damn. That's the home. <laughs> what are y'all doing? <laughs> you know, I, I ain't even going to put it back because you know, Richmond kind of sketchy anyway. I don't know. Uh, to Dayton, Ohio, to Buena Park, Florida, literally all over the map. A report in Fox News on Thursday said that we are finding out the Supreme Fake Pontiff has a long list of of cities that he's duped it said that it reached out to some of the cities in the u.s for a reaction on signing an agreement with the fake nation and so far most of the cities have conformed confirmed excuse me these proclamations are in fact true the report said jacksonville north carolina uh let's see what else let me see if i can scan through this this john right here man where else where else where else uh one of them is congress more 
Well, let me see. It added that according to the fake guru, two members of the Congress have given Kailasa special congressional recognition. One of them is Congresswoman Norma Torres of California, who is on the House Appropriations Committee. <laughs> oh, my God. We're idiots. Let me see. Who else is in here? They just keep talking about Newark, New Jersey. But that was some of the cities that got in the crossfire of the scam. Yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. I really don't know. What's wrong with us? What's happening? Anyway. <laughs> We're falling apart in real time, man. It is so sad to see. It's, it's satisfying and sad at the same time because... On one hand, I'm like, I told you so. It's going to happen. And then the other part is like, God damn. Like, we, we're supposed to be the, the best of the best. And we just, we are falling for scams like this. This is, how did he do it is my question. I want to know how he did it. I would love to know. But anyway, with that being said, I'm going to get up out of here. And that wraps this episode up for me. Thank you for listening to episode four. 69 of the social introvert podcast real quick shout out to the 12 cow podcast the john effect podcast random tandem brunch with besties tactless know-it-all two awkward millennials conversation con artists and of course i can't forget about the bynk family shout out to government name podcast with shogun and cole jackson shout out to the carefree black nerd podcast hosted by rain coleman and shout out to Whitney and Rose, the artist from the Sex with Friends podcast. Last but not least, shout out to Rob Immortal and Jasmine Blue. Those are both of our BYNK blog content creators. I'm also a BYNK blog content creator as well. You can go to BYNKradio.net. Go to the lifestyle section. Scroll down to you see Grown Man Shit with Rob Immortal, Jasmine Blue, which is Jasmine Blue's blog and myself, the social introvert, social introvert blog. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we have radio shows that go live on the BYNK radio website. On Tuesday, Late Night Rain, hosted by Rain Coleman of the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time. Tune in. You'll have a blast. And on Thursdays, we have Thursday Night Lights, hosted by Cole Jackson, one half of Governing Podcasts. That airs live from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time. So make sure on those days, Tuesday and Thursday, go to BYNKradio.net. Go to the top of the page at the header. Press play at those times. And have fun, man. Both dope radio shows. The Sid Davis radio show is coming. The Sid Davis radio show is imminent. I promise. I promise. I promise. Uh, the Terror Dome Highway podcast premieres this Saturday. It is my horror movie podcast. Can't wait. The first episode will be Deadly Blessing by Wes Craven. And I know a lot of people probably have never heard of it, but I'm also amongst that bunch that have never heard of this shit. And I'm like, what is this? Wes Craven? The special thing about this movie is if you watch, there's some shots in here three years out from him doing a nightmare on Elm street, some very similar shots. I mean like, Oh, that's where he got that. Okay, cool. He's reusing the same shots and it's really dope to see. So, um, I'm going to watch deadly blessing again. And then I'm going to give my final thought because I've already recorded the episode, but I kind of want to 
give my final thought. There was one part in here that I didn't really pay attention to that kind of threw me off and I was confused. So I want to go back and kind of just re-edit that part. But the the episode one of season one will premiere Saturday. And then the following Saturday, episode two will be Ghostface. And I'm, I'm basically just talking about the history of from 1996 all the way to 2023 of Scream, the franchise. I just to give my thoughts and what's my favorite Scream movie? What's my favorite scene? Uh, some things that I don't necessarily like about Scream. You'll, you'll hear a lot of that. So uh, that one's a special one. Also, is Ghostface from Woodsboro to the Burrows. Can't wait for y'all to hear that, man. I'm excited. So, yeah, uh, like I said, this is a seasonal podcast. This will end. Let me see. There's going to be 10 episodes. And this this season will end in June. I'm going to take a couple months off. And I'm going to come back in September. Just in time for October spooky season. And actually have zero clue what I want season two to be about. I, I, I might just spitball and just do random films. Because... There are a lot of new films or recent films that have come out that I really want to talk about. So season two might not really be themed at all because eventually with this one being Wes Craven, the tribute to Wes Craven starting off, I want to do something dedicated to like Stephen King. I mean, there's a whole lot of other, you know, writers and directors that I want to talk about. But for this, you know, at this time, I don't have a theme for season two. So I got time to think about it. But with that being said, take care of each other. Most importantly, take care of yourselves. And I hope you guys have a great week, an even better weekend. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace. The Social Introvert. Radio.